Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm your host, Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing agents who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my co-host Melissa Wallace and I will provide you with my team's unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We value the experience of our agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so much that not only will you hear my perspective on real estate topics, occasionally you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of our experienced agents at Boston Connect Real Estate. Be a part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you like to listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with me at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable at our new time, bright and early with you guys at 8 a.m. Uh, if you are listening to us for the first time, again, we are Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined by my co-host via Zoom today, Sharon McNamara. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. I am calling in from Boston today, so... Uh, interestingly, as um, it's still summer, very much summer here, uh, we are doing our annual trip into the city uh, for uh, see some of the feasts up in the North End. What's better than waking up in the North End and having a lobster tail for breakfast? I think nothing. So uh, that's where we are. And we're going to be heading off to the Zach Brown concert tonight, which we're really looking forward to as well. So. I am calling in from Boston. That's where we are. But today's topic is nothing to do with summer. It's everything to do with fall and winter. Yes. So, um, yeah, and we are also live on Facebook. So be sure to follow us, um, Boston Connect Real Estate. And we're going to be live on all the Connect pages as well, um, the McNamara Broker team. Um, But Sharon, this was sort of your idea, sort of getting ready. We do this at the end of the summer. um, So this is sort of the start of the end of summer for us. Um, We do this show just to sort of get prepared for the fall market. So this was sort of your idea to do our show today so do you want to kick us off i sure will and i know that you're going to be doing all that fun stuff on facebook um and doing everything um i hate to talk technical here but I, i'm feeling i'm hearing a little bit of a regurgitating or something in my ear so i just don't know if you're hearing me okay yep i hear you fine okay perfect so today's topic what i thought that we would discuss is top tips for preparing your home for sale in the fall and the winter and you know it's starting to get busy I actually met up um, we actually took off a day early because uh, when you're a mariner you need to always be checking the weather so Mark is a very good captain and he was watching the weather 
we knew that we wouldn't get out yesterday, so we left a day early um, and came in on Thursday. But right before I left, I had an 8 a.m. analysis uh, CMA with some people right around the corner from me. And we were just talking about how it's actually busy right now, right? So a lot of people came on the market this week. I think people are trying to get on you know, the week before Labor Day and they'll probably then after Labor Day, you know, take Labor Day off and then we'll probably see a lot more listings coming on the market, which is good for people like you, right? Because you're hoping to get more listings. Yeah. I mean, I, we, every time we do like all these shows about buyers, I'm like, can we do more shows about listings? Because we need more <laughs> listings. Like we have enough buyers. I need, mm. I need buyers to be out of the pool so I can get something. I need people who have the cash to be, you know, they need to find their houses so I can get my house. Cause I'm getting beat yeah. out by cash. Yeah. Well, maybe they should put their money somewhere else, not buying their kids' houses. That's what I kidded around with last week. So, um, but what I thought we would talk about today is because a lot of people will be waiting and putting their houses on the market soon. So it's always nice to talk about maintenance. I love talking about maintenance of your home, whether you're thinking about selling or not, it's really an important factor that you should be doing with your home. I was going through the agenda yesterday. Um, you know, it's so great that we have Julia too, because I give her some of my top ideas and then she sort of goes with it. And I was reviewing it last night and came up with some other you know, prompting things that I was thinking about. And one of them that I wrote was that whether you're selling your home or not, it's really, really important to continue to do the maintenance on it, right? Because eventually you will probably sell your home. Um, and if it isn't you selling it, your kids will sell it. And that's why I thought it's really important to have just a notebook that you jot down every time you do anything on your house. Because I know when we go and do analysis, especially for the demographic that have I'm sort of in right now helping boomers with their parents sell their homes or estate sales. I'm doing a lot of estate sales right now too, working with a bunch of attorneys and stuff, um, you know, with people who are, you know, you know, their parents have deceased and they're selling their home through the estate. And I always ask the question, so do you know how old the roof is? No, I don't. But maybe if once I go through all this paperwork and I'll be honest, it's the last thing I really want people to have to do as they're also grieving their parents and loved one is to be going through the piles of paper to try to find how old the roof is. I mean, and honestly, a lot of times we can just go to town hall and, and yeah. find the permit and we can get that date. Um, but I think really staying organized and being organized with all those, I'll tell you, it's gonna be one of my top things on my priority list. Uh, past few weeks, I've been doing some stuff like that at home and you know, I've asked you and Julia to get everything sort of 100% organized in our office so at any time we we have the answers to those questions because we have a new roof put on our building I don't remember when last year the year before no it was definitely like two years ago but yeah we have a new <laughs> um new roof and but also so like on Tuesday Kristen and I hosted our Tuesday night show and it was sort of similar um and we did talk about like walking around your house with um with a notebook and just sort of it was more like maintenance of things that you needed to do but to add on to that now it's like take a notebook walk around your entire house and say okay I did this in this room on this year I maintained this in this 
capacity this year or you know so and do the exterior you're you have a story about your chimney like you just didn't even know and um you know because you don't go to that side of of the house you had a crack in your chimney so you know walk around the exterior of your house um something that i have like sort of taken on when i look at a house for myself is i do walk around the entire house and i'm like looking and looking i'm like all right what am i looking for am i i'm definitely looking for something that's wrong like is there anything that's wrong here that i can see um but it's also a strategy of like can i waive my home inspection type of thing because that's sort of where we're at again um so you know maintaining you know your mechanicals and and I guess the long story short is walk around with a notebook and not just write down what needs to be done, but what has already been done. So you do have all those answers. And especially from my point of view too, is, you know, as a listing agent and I'm a very strong listing agent, it's always been sort of my jam and, um, you know, the marketing of that home. And I know we have a sheet where we put in there the you know the age of the roof the age of the boil or the age of or furnace the age of the water heater how old are the windows what are the other upgrades and anything that you've done to that home whether you think they're small or not put them in there when did you have the carpet replaced when did you do the tiles bathroom it's interesting because a lot of times when i go to people's homes and i'll say oh can do you know the age of the roof i mean we have the same list of questions that we ask all the time and it's so funny how people will say, let me see, well, Johnny was in fourth grade and he's now 19. So in fourth grade, he was probably 10. So minus 20, yeah, so it was probably about 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. How they do the math is based on somebody's age. So um, yeah, I think it's super important. And two, it just helps with marketing. I mean, one of the things, you know, looking at somebody's home, even the other day I was looking at a home and the home was safe. It was brand new when they bought it, built it. Um, cute little raised ranch in Halifax. And, you know, asked how old the roof was. And immediately they felt, I think, um, like I was asking a negative question because the roof is older. I mean, I could tell that the roof was older by looking at it. And I think, too, Mel, that's one of the things, too, because you do have the advantage of being a real estate agent, hanging out with me, Mary, and all the other agents in the office, going to home inspection being part of the show, doing all that, you can tell that a roof is old if you look up at it and it doesn't have a ridge vent, right? Mm -hmm. So you can tell it's older, but when I asked that question, I think immediately the response is, yeah, but there's no leak. And I was like, that's great. I 100%, that's how I sell the house as well is I say, you know, I know that the roof is older. I know that when a buyer comes in and you actually prompted on that, what do I always say when I walk through somebody's house? You said you do it. You're looking through the eyes of a buyer, looking for something that's wrong, not right. Exactly. So I'm always trying to figure out what questions or what are going to be the inhibitions of the buyers, right? So if I look up and I see it's an older roof, I don't think there's anything. There's no leak. There's no staining. You don't, you know, you don't have any history of, you know, um, ice dams or anything. We're just going to price the house according to the condition Mm -hmm. that it's in. And typically, how long does a roof last? It matters how well you maintain it. And and a lot of things, like I would say environmental conditions have a lot to do with the age of the roof as well. I mean, if you think about my house, Mark's house, 
I mean, we're pretty open, so we don't have like trees hovering yeah. over it that yeah. are gonna get. You know, there was one house actually that I think you may have looked at. I remember. I remember one side of it having like a lot of like sort of like moss buildup and stuff on it. Yeah, that was like the very first house, like the log cabin, the one in yeah. yeah. I think it was yeah. um, in Carver that I had looked at, but I yeah, would have removed so- those trees. Yeah, so you would have wanted to remove those trees. You would have wanted to do something with the roof. That's the other thing, too, is, you know, doing maintenance, but doing proper maintenance is also important. And, you know, everybody knows, and I know that they've, you know, they have ads on WEKD as well. I'm a huge advocate of Instabright. I'm going to give them a free plug right now. Um, I do Instabright at my home and at my office. And it's a, I don't want to even call it a chemical, but it's a, a substance or whatever that they put on the roof that when it dries out, it flakes off because a lot of people make the mistake and they think, you know, as a homeowner and they have a power washer, they're just going to go up there and get it all off. But when they're power washing their roof, they're probably also, you know, the integrity of lifting something. Yeah. You know, so that's why. So I think, I'll just give it an answer like an attorney would. I guess it depends how long a roof will mm-hmm. last. Uh, but I think, you know what, Mel, that's a really good question because how long will a water heater last? How long will a furnace? How long will a boiler last? How long will a septic system last? I think it really comes down to how well do you maintain the things that you have? And that's why I think it's really important. And you're really smart about this too. I am rambling on today, but I guess my <laughs> coffee is like kicked in. But like, like you're going to do a really good job about this because even with that house that you put an offer in last week, you know, you were full in and you and I had some personal conversations about the house and, you know, do you put it down more? Do you do more? You know, um, I offered to give you a little help and you said absolutely positively (laughs) not like you're doing, but you're very focused on doing this on your own. Yeah. And one of the things you said to me is I don't want, you know, I have to have a little money put aside just because for maintenance, and if anything goes wrong. Yeah. So that's really smart of you to be thinking that way where it seems like so many buyers right now, they're like full blown, like just to the penny. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I don't know anybody else's situations that are, you know, going through, I I might see the same people at open houses and, you know, we're both still just sort of on this journey. But, you know, it is very much like, I do want to do this on my own because at the end of the day, I will be on my own. So like I'm the only person who's going to be paying for all these things. So if I do want to tuck some money away and, and, and I know how important it is to maintain these things, you know, with this house that I put in an offer last week, like I really did go pretty high, um, higher than probably I would have liked, but I really, really wanted the house because the person had maintained the house so well. And a lot of the things were new. So I knew I didn't have to do any of those immediate repairs. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and I had seen the house a couple of times. I was fortunate enough to go back, um, to, to the open houses. So, um, you know, I was comfortable with where I was at and I was comfortable with my offer. Um, you know, because I didn't feel like I needed to do those ma- like those maintenance things. So because of that, I was able to go higher than I probably would have before um, had I had to do the roof over or had I had to do something um, immediate. But really, it was just like cosmetics. I mean, but even the cosmetics were, were well-maintained. So, you know, there'll be another one. But um, there will be. There will be. But I think it's really important, too, because one of the things I'd love 
you know, especially like when Mary used to do the show with us, Mary was always a very strong buyer's agent. I'm a very strong listing agent. I mean, I do do both. I just choose to really be with sellers. Um, and, but with you, you know, being able to do this with you, you are such a good example of what I'm talking about being true. Like it is important to you to know when things are maintained, how mm -hmm. old everything is, because that's going to, at the end, ultimately decide what you're going to offer on this property. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this this property ended up getting 13 offers. I'm sure they got 13 really great offers, but there's there was probably at least, you know, half the people that put in an offer in my position where they're like, okay, I'm going to offer more because I don't have to do much after closing. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have that ability to sort of offer more. And that's because the way that the seller maintained the house. So again, going back to our topic, it's like, if you're if you're maintaining these mechanicals, no one's going to come in and be worried about having to take care of them because at the end of the day, with interest rates the way that they are, with the with sale prices the way that they are, people like are starting to afford less. So they're mm -hmm. going to start looking below their budget or they already have like me looking below my budget so I can go over. However, how much I go over is a, the emotional aspect of it and that's going to dictate whether or not I have to do something to your house. Mm -hmm. so. WATV listeners and to all our Facebook listeners, tell us how smart she is right now, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> wicked you are, smart. You really, wicked smart. She's and I'm in Boston right now. I should be saying that. Wicked smart. Um, but, but it is, it's 100% you're so true on that. And that's why I think it's really important, too, for sellers to understand. I mean, I think that's why when I do my analysis is for people like with the value of their home, it's really important for me to show them and say, hey, we've been in this house. I'm showing you the inferior pictures of this house. I'm showing you the age of the roof. Just because the house next door got that amount, if you're not in the same exact condition, then you're not getting the same exact price. I'm sorry. It's just the way that it works you know? Yeah. Um, but I see sellers. I, I saw a lot that's happened in the last two years. It's seller greed thinking my house is better than the neighbor's house. I'm going to get more. Um, and I saw a lot of buyer remorse and a, buy, a lot of buyer fatigue, but Mel, would you agree with me? And I know that this is a different topic, but, and I might've indicated this to you and, uh, Kristen, your new co-host on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I think that right now that, you know, buyers had taken a back seat a little bit because they weren't sure what was going to happen with the interest rates. So when the interest rates went up and right now they're at a high that we haven't seen in a long time, even though they went down to stay dipped just a little bit, they're still at the high at the highest we've seen in a long, long time. I think that buyers were and you tell me if I'm wrong, they sort of sort of held back a little bit and they were like, you know what? I'm not I'm just going to wait for the, I'm going to wait to see what happens with the rates. But now I think they're pretty sure that they know nothing is going to happen to these rates for the rest of the year. We're, mm -hmm. we're not going down. <clears throat> so do you think that's why a lot of people are now throwing it in the ring again? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, it's so hard, like with my price point, because like they're so few and far between. So they generally have a lot of offers on them. Um, but just with my conversation with Jasmine, 
um, you know, Jasmine Glasgow, for those of you who don't know, she is my, um, she's my loan officer at Maritime Mortgage. And um, when I called her about this house in particular last week, I was like, I need to go all in. Like, what do I need to do? And she was like, wow, I didn't think I'd hear that from you. And I was like, no, I love this house. I want it. Like, what could I do? And we talked it through and it's, I'm so fortunate to have somebody like Jasmine who really like takes the time and explains everything to you because she knows what my comfort level is. She knows what my comfort is for payment. I was going a little over that and she helped me talk through it and be like, no, I can do this. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm able and she was going through programs with me and everything. So, you know, again, I was very fortunate to have these in-depth conversations with somebody who is so knowledgeable about those things because I usually start the conversations with like okay you just have to just explain it to me once and I'll get it like and and again I'm so fortunate to have someone like her and and I know that she has helped several of your clients several of yours and Mary's clients and you know agents in our office you know achieve that home ownership goal and um and I, I know why, you know, she, Mm -hmm. and we, we truly do have such a great team, um, Mm -hmm. of people. Um, now the next step is to get a manual because (laughs) I'm like, once I have a manual, that means I have an accepted offer on something. So, um, but yeah, I was, I was really fortunate to have the conversation with Jasmine and just have her explain like, okay, this is the route that we can go. Like, if you really want this house, this is what we got to do. And, and, and she was really good at explaining it all to me. So I think Mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, the rates and stuff, there are, there's a little bit of flexibility and, um, you know, and unfortunately, and don't you think sellers? Yeah, I think so. And I'm not going to cut you. Well, I am going to cut you off because I, this is an important point. I think that sellers need to realize too that cash isn't always king. And yeah, you know what I mean. If you're getting the money, I mean, you literally could close in two weeks. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like you are a very, very strong buyer. Yeah. Uh, but to our WATV listeners, that's a good question I have for you this morning. Uh, we are the lead-off show here now on WATV on Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. bright and early. So I hope some of you set your alarms and you're taking good notes. But if you are listening in, we'd love to hear from you. Seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero. Here's my question: I want to pose. If you were a seller and you were selling your home and you ended up with let's say 10 plus offers, are you necessarily always going to the one that's cash and why? That's what I'd like to know. So if you could call in, we would love that. We always give out gift cards. What do we have? Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, what do we have? We have both. All right, so if you call in, we'll give you a little gift. We're bribing you, 781-837-4900. And let's prove to WATV that we can get callers um, at this lead-in show. Uh, where the opening act, of course, uh, McNamara on Money will be starting right after us uh, today at 9 a.m. Of course, that's my brother-in-law and my niece and nephew. So, Alyssa, Justin, I don't know who's doing the show today, uh, but they'll be on at 9. I think the big man himself, uh, Mike, is going to be in. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Well, you got the big guy today for the first 9 a.m. show for one hour. They're going down to one hour. Um, but seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero. Let us know what your thoughts are. I, I want to know why do you think cash is better than somebody going for a loan? Um, and then I I don't see time, so I don't know if we're taking our break. You can take it now or wait a minute. It's up to you. 
So, now, what do you think? Do you think we should take a break and then when we come back, we'll get into some yeah, of our let's take, yeah. there in your house? Let's take a quick break um, since you just uh, you just posed that question to everybody. So, we'll give them a minute to think about it. But, um, yeah, why don't we take a break and we'll be right back with Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Face it, we all get to the point in our lives when our current home no longer suits our everyday needs. With ever-changing living dynamics, addressing your future is all about right-sizing. You know, finding the right-size home for you right now. Are you having difficulty with navigating multiple levels in your home? Are you finding that yard work is taking up all of your free time? Do the home maintenance projects seem never-ending? Let us help you find the right size for you right now. I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Let's face it. We all get to the point in our lives when our current home no longer suits our everyday needs. With ever-changing living dynamics, addressing your future is all about right-sizing. You know, finding the right-size home for you right now. Are the walls echoing because your house is feeling a little less full? Are you realizing that you have more space than you actually need? Are your storage areas filled with everybody else's cherished memories? Let us help you find the right size for you right now. I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Don't miss a minute of Talk Real Estate. Check out the podcast page at talkrealestateradio.com. Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate. And we are back. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I'm joined by my co-host in Boston, Sharon McNamara. I had it on mute because um, I'm very close to Logan Airport. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, if you're going to hear some uh, planes and helicopters and all kinds of fun stuff. But yes, I am in Boston. Um, and um, I was saying earlier, I had a delicious lobster tail, which is the pastry, the pastry stuffed with cream. We got it up in the North End last night because it's the fisherman's feast. Um, uh-huh. And where the ferries come to shore. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's where I am. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Topic. You want to get into that? Yeah, let's um, let's sort of get into our topic. So we're going to be talking about uh, tips for preparing your home for the fall market. So first thing we have up is scheduling professional photos before the fall. So that is like. I would say um, maybe definitely exterior. So like if you have a pool or you have really nice um, like hydrangeas or something like outside that um, can only really be photographed like in the summertime because that's in its glory, um, you know, just have some professional photos taken. And, and, and Sharon, you guys always do professional photos for all of your listings, no matter the price point. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that is a very important. And I have a standard um 
I do the marketing for Boston Connect Real Estate, and I have a standard where, you know, if I'm going to be marketing a property that is Boston Connect listed, it needs to be uh, professional photos because mm-hmm. we need to we need to look professional here. Um, so you know, professional photos of the pool, exterior, you know, the sun is shining. It's not dreary like it is in the fall here in New England. Um, I think it just really highlights um, the the great points that you have on the exterior and curb appeal. Yeah. One of the things, too, that I think is really important for people is if you do have a pool, one of the reasons why you would want to photograph that, and I say video it, um, is just because once you close it, it's closed. And if you are selling your house in the fall months or the winter months, your pool is going to be closed. So no one's going to see it. So at least if you have a time stamped video and a photo of your pool as it's running. So like with us, we have like a waterfall feature. We have the fire pit feature with it, um, you know, to video the whole thing, video the the, um, and you don't have to do that with a professional photographer, but like video your pump working with all the gauges showing the, you know, RPMs and all that other stuff, just to show that when you did put it away, you put it away and it was working fine. I am also a huge advocate of having a professional open enclosure pool because at least you have that as a maintenance record as well. Uh, so we, of course, use Sunshine Pool right here on Mattachusett Street. Um, We've been working with the Stone family for years and years, ever since we've had our pool. And I was pregnant with Casey, who's going to be 29 next month when we put our pool in. And um, I think that's really important, too, because what you're trying to do is, um, I don't know how to say this the right way. You're just trying to sort of curb the, the, um, the negative or the doubt in a buyer's mind that everything is working okay. So... Um, I would do the same thing with your air conditioner as well. I know that that sounds funny, but they have little gauges that you can do where it takes like the temperature that's coming out of your registers and, you know, video your AC, the thermometer, the condenser, everything working. Because once we get into the colder months, we can't, you can't, um, you can't put those items on. So you are taking the word of, the seller and I don't know I am always trying to put my sellers in the best light and if there are two houses on the market I want them to choose yours and if it's a matter of hey look I can see that they've fully maintained it um, I think that that's a good thing that's one of the things I put in my notes as well is you know at the end of the season have an HVAC um, technician come in give it a once over give it a full report and that way there you'll know that, hey, when this was put to sleep in the fall, it was working properly. Yeah, there's been like um, a few times where, you know, I've sort of overheard whether it's from your team or other agents in our office, like of listings or even buyers like coming back and being like, hey, um, you know, they put on the AC for the first time and like, but it wasn't working because they bought the house like during the winter months. So like they didn't really test it um, or weren't able to test it because there are some things that, you know, can't be done during a home inspection and you sort of just have to, um, you know, do your due diligence and do that little like research um you know with again maintaining the mechanicals and all these things um but you know i've i've overheard over the years of like people coming back and being like hey i put the ac on for the first time like 
you know, maybe they're just doing something wrong. So it's like, oh, we have to get in touch with, you know, the seller. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, is there like a trick to like get this to come on? And, um, but, you know, sometimes it does need to be, um, you know, have have some sort of maintenance that go along with it mm-hmm. because it, it's not working properly but you and, know and again we're thinking about the buyers right so in your situation if you ended up buying a house in the fall or the winter and the ac isn't able to be looked at wouldn't you have some sense of comfort knowing that there was a person that looked at it before it was put away right yeah so i think that that's important um one of the other things why i think it's really important to have professional photography done And I do think with interior as well, because the lighting will be different in the interior of the house as well during these months, Um, because once fall and winter comes, you know, the lighting in the house is going to be different. But it's also really important for, you know, that catch 22, what came first, the chicken or the egg. So we have a lot of our clients that aren't putting their house on the market until they find the right one for them to move to. So you want to make sure that you have those photos ready. So as a listing agent, we have everything in the back end. We're ready to push. We want to make your offer look as best as we possibly can. So if you put an offer in, we can tell the listing agent on that property, we are ready to put, pull the trigger on this and get it on the market tomorrow or today if we need to. All the pictures are done. Everything is all set to go. So I think that that's another really good reason why you want to uh, schedule your professional photography um, beforehand. Yeah. And again, the the curb heel was good. That was a good one too, Mel. Well, also like with the interior, even if it's interior, um, I feel like maybe July and August is like a better time to do interior too because you don't have like all the fall decorations. You don't have like the holiday decorations. Those are like very evident of like what time of the year it is. Um, And there was a time where there were properties that stayed on the market for a while. So um, Mm -hmm. whether we're going to see that again or not, I don't know. But um, it's always like it's very much like you can't hide the snow like in the exterior unless you like um you know manipulate the the picture itself um Mm -hmm. and also i feel like it's the same like generally people tend to decorate a little bit more like in the fall and winter months than they do in the summertime so um Mm -hmm. again just be cautious of those sort of things um because it will be very telling of what time of year it is I think the snow is a good point too, Mel, that, uh, why it's a really good reason to take pictures now is because once the snow falls, nobody knows what lies beneath that snow. So people will sometimes be surprised that when that snow melts, there is no grass or, you know, a pretty crappy grass. So um, if you, you know, have a nice lawn and everything and you want to showcase that, because a lot of times even if you're thinking about doing coming on the market next spring, actually, now that I think about it, if everything is in full bloom now, then do your professional photos now. You don't, the spring market starts the Sunday after Super Bowl, the week after Super Bowl, the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday, right? Which is generally what the first weekend in it's January, in something February. Like February. So if you don't have pictures, now you'll have those pictures. Everything in bloom, everything ready to go and everybody can see what your lawn looks like. The other thing too I was thinking about is like pool houses and cabanas and things like that. Like I know our pool house, um, it looks like crap in the winter, in the fall because everything that's out in the the pool patio ends up in the pool house. So Mm -hmm. um, that's why um, taking those professional photos makes sense. 
Um, on to the second thing that we have um, is the HVAC, HVAC checkup. We already talked about that, but I would say your, all your mechanicals have, you know, if you have HVAC, that's a good one. But, you know, every year your boilers, if you have forced hot water, your water heater, have all of those other big ticket items looked at and cleaned out. If you have oil, especially have your oil guy there cleaning out because as a buyer's agent, Mel, I would say, what do you think one of the first things that we do when we go down and look at a heating system? We look at the age of it and the last time it was been maintenance. Yeah, we look for the tag. I mean, so um, if you are having those things done, be sure to tell your technician that you want to make sure that there's a tag on there because I assure you as a buyer's agent, that's what we're looking for. So, um, and again, it goes back to keeping really good records of when everything was maintained. And it's only, you don't do these things just because you're thinking about selling your house, by the way. You do these things because it's the right thing to do for your systems and they're going to last a lot longer. Okay. We still haven't gotten any callers. I'm sort of bummed about that. Yeah. You want to give the number again? 781-837-4900. If you want to answer Sharon's question, which was what? <laughs> uh, why do you think cash is better? Than oh, yeah. Anything? Why but do you think cash is better? Yeah. Anything to do with our topic or any other real estate topic, feel free to call in. We're happy to take your call. Sharon, WHTV. Um, the um, next one. Lead show. Yeah. The next one is gutter cleaning and maintenance, which is funny because this house that I just put the offer in on, um, Kristen was like, you could clean your own gutters. Like, look at this. You could clean your own gutters. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm not really thinking about that right now. I'm thinking about the fact that I'm going like well over asking. <laughs> I'm not thinking about cleaning my, my front gutters just yet. But, um, but yeah, I mean, maintaining, uh, again, it's all about maintaining the things that you have. So if you have gutters, you should clean them out. <laughs> End of story. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have, you know, everybody has gutters or you should. Um, I know that there's pros and cons to those, you know, leaf things like that has the covers over them. I personally am not a good fan of them. I thought I've heard in the past that things will pile up on top and the pine needles, especially near my house, it's all pine needles, can still get in there. You certainly don't want to, you want to clean out your gutters. I drive by houses all the time and I see baby trees growing out of the gutters. You don't want baby trees growing out of your gutters because then when it snows and that and it melts, it has nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. And then if it freezes and we get more snow, then you're going to end up with ice damps. And that's never a good thing. You never want that snow finding a way into your house. And if it's on top of your gutters and it, ices it could go up underneath the shingles and get into just have bigger problems so you certainly don't want that um one thing i'd like to say too is you know i'm not a big advocate of the you know average homeowner just you know getting up on a ladder to do their gutters um you know i know my husband mark is very uh capable of doing those things he's up and down on ladders all the time for his job as a plumber um uh, but i know he'll go up there sometimes he'll take the leaf blower and he'll get everything out and then he washes it down just to make sure that they're nice and clean. You want to make sure that water is flowing down the gutters. When the water comes down to you, want to make sure that water is pushing away from your house. You know, I know in all the home inspections we go to, um, you know, that's one of the things that comes up. So make sure you have those extenders on the bottom um, of the gutter so it's being pushed away from your house. You don't want it to go back into your house. So that was one of the issues we had when we bought the building for Boston Connect the water was literally going out of the sump pump 
into the window well, back into the house. <laughs> it yeah, like it was just like a cycle of water. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, doing so what Mark, it was supposed to do. Yeah, Mark took care of that, got the water away from the house, and we haven't had any issues since. So, but um, if you're not familiar with going up and down on ladders, I always suggest that you go, you know, you hire professionals uh, to do that. There are a lot of companies out there that do clean gutters. Um, I know locally there's a company called Gutter Monkeys, um, so they do do it. There are other companies out there as well. So uh, certainly, you know, call companies that are very familiar with getting up and down on ladders and fixing your gutters too, because sometimes if they're crooked, uh, the water isn't going to flow the right way. Yeah. I feel like the maintenance of the um, gutters are more for like um, preventative measures, really. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah, because again, it's, you know, you don't want that water to find its way into your home, right? Whether it's finding its way through your roof or finding its way through the basement, you certainly, gutters play a big role on that. Actually, yesterday I was talking to my daughter, Casey, who lives in the South End, and she was in her office. So she is like on the first floor, but also has basement, but her first floor, uh, when you walk in, she has like the Hobbit door. And, um, her office is right in the front, so like street level. And I was talking to her, she had me on speakerphone and I was like, I didn't know what, where she was in her house, but I was like, are you just about to hop in the shower? And she's like, no, why? And I go, it sounds like you're about to take a shower. What is that like noise? And it was pouring here in the city yesterday. And she's like, oh, they have to fix the gutters out in front of our door because they, they're not working properly. So the water is now pulling up in front of her door and coming in mm. to the into into her apartment so that's definitely why you want to like you said you and Kristen said on Tuesday go around your house with a notebook and just take notes doesn't mean you have to get everything done you know who's really good at that Marianne Trask oh yeah her her she is good remember yeah last year they went around their house and they took notes and they had a checklist and they didn't get overwhelmed by the checklist they just you know one thing at a time and before you know it, it's going to be another season and you're going to be doing the same old crap all over again. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, especially if you're going to be, yeah, I know this is a real estate show about selling real estate, but like if you're going to be staying in your house, like don't you want it to be like it mm -hmm. good enough for you, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know how else to put mm -hmm. it, but like don't you want to live in a place that like doesn't have ice jams? <laughs> like if you could just clean your gutters <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. But... Yeah. I mean, even like our, like our pool house, honestly, it started as a pool house. And then, you know, over the years it became something more, but we don't have gutters on that, on that building or structure. And we have a lot of rot and it's because the water has nowhere to go. So when water has nowhere to go, the only choice it has is to get into the wood. So, um, that's like next on our checklist is to take care of that. But, um, Anyways, and two, if you just bought a house, I mean, these are the things that you should be doing to maintain it. You know, again, maybe you are thinking about selling your home. Maybe you're not, but um, maintenance is always a very important part of that. Mm -hmm. um, the next one down here is wild wildlife awareness. Bats in the attic. Yeah. So, yeah. so this is so interesting. Bats and other creatures. Okay. So especially with some of the um, weather that we've been having, like this tornadic type atmosphere that's been around, 
I was talking to somebody recently and they have to have a repair done on their house because a raccoon um, must have got scared in that storm and burrowed its way in through a soft, um, through a gable vent um, and to get into the attic because it was looking for safety. And um, so it burrowed its way in. I mean, I saw the damage. I was like, wow, that is crazy. Um, the good news is, is it found its way out. But this time of year is uh, very prevalent for bats. And bats are difficult because they are a protected species. Why? I have no idea. But um, when I was talking to the person about the raccoon situation, they were telling me that the person that they hired to come and check it out was behind because it is bat season. And the reason why is, um, I guess it's, after the babies are being born right now so and they're learning how to fly so the baby bats are learning how to fly and they're looking for those warm comfortable spots where they're not going to get blown away i guess so making sure that you have you know no access into your attic is really really important um to make sure that they're not going in there um the other thing too is i mean if you have bats in your home it's going to re be really difficult selling it you know the thing that's really hard with that as a listing agent i have to take the word of the seller that there are no situations going on and if they don't disclose it chances are i'm never going to know because bats are nocturnal so generally you're going to hear them fluttering around at in night. the attic at night mm -hmm. yeah so i don't sleep over anybody's house when i list their property <laughs> yeah so, so I'm never going to hear that. But the reason why you also want to get rid of it, too, is you don't want to make a home for bats up in your attic. Um, home inspectors are going to see it. Probably they'll have evidence like of, you know, feces droppings, urine. Uh, but all of that over time also can have a really bad odor. But with the bats, um, the best way to the best way, because you have to do it humanely to get the bats out, is um, they come out during the day because they're nocturnal. So what you have to do is get them out, make sure that any crevice that they're getting in, and again, if they're like mice, they can get into the smallest little hole. Uh, you wanna make sure that you get those closed up. But if some are already stuck in there, what they do is they have like this sort of um, like netting type, um, I don't know what it's called, but I guess I'll call it a net. And what they'll do is it, the, the, if there's a bat stuck in the house, they can get out, but they can't get back in. Mm. So, um, but again, you would want to hire a professional for that. But certainly there's, you know, other methods that people have seen, like the sticky traps or whatever. You're not supposed to use those. Yeah. But you certainly want to get rid of them. She told me when I was talking to someone the other day and she told me the story um, because someone, this person was supposed to come to their house and help with um, the raccoon situation. They said that, this house, I think it was in Bridgewater, they had like seven bats came into the house and one of them, one of the bats bit one of the kids. Oh. So yeah, that's pretty serious because bats, a lot of bats have rabies. Um, but I also read somewhere, I know the most random stuff. I wonder if I would be good in trivia at a bar room <laughs> or something, but if you're gonna drop a saliva from a bat, can, if it has rabies, can spread rabies, so. Anyway, if anybody else out there is more of an expert on this, call us. Because I just remember uh, going to a house with you in one of the Bridgewaters, and then like we're walking around, and then they were just like, "Oh yeah, we have a we, we definitely have bats in the attic," and we're like, 
and you're yeah. not doing anything about it? Like, what's happening here? Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we definitely hear some fluttering up there. It's definitely some bats. And we're like, okay, do you need a reference? Like, well, you need to get yeah. them out. Well, sometimes it's flying squirrels, too. So, I, I, I don't know. I'm sort of glad that I've never encountered any of those, but there's flying squirrels as well. So, um, but I don't have anything in my notes about them. But again, and it's always goes back to call a professional. You know what I mean? And as a seller, you want to disclose everything that you possibly can, especially if you're taking the proper measures to rectify these situations, right? We talk about this when we talk about mold all the time, right? It's one thing that you remediated the mold, but did you remediate the situation that caused the mold in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. So if you do have baths in your attic, you know, and you get them rectified and you get them out, just have have it documented. And that's just going to give the next buyer, you know, confidence that you did do everything that you possibly could to make sure that it was taken care of the right way. Yeah. Um, we only have about seven minutes left. Um, so we definitely want to get through these things because we do have some new listings here at Boston Connect Real Estate. And some of them are your teams. So you definitely want to give yeah. a shout out to those. So um, some final thoughts, uh, anything else? I know you want to talk about Title V inspections and the importance of doing that before you're listing your home. Um, one of the reasons why is because the ground freezes. So it's easier to do mm-hmm. the home, the um, rather the, the Title V inspection before the ground freezes, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you want to have your Title V inspected beforehand anyways, because if you do have an issue, if you need a new system, um, you know, it just gives you the proper time that you need. If you do that now, you'll be prepared for the fall and winter. And that's what we're trying to help you do today is prepare your home for the fall market. And if you have to have a Title V, you know, everybody should have a Title V inspection uh, because you won't be able to get a loan. Buyers won't be able to get a loan without a passing title five but if the ground freezes then you know you're sort of stuck and if you do need a new system or if you need something that's going to sort of change the contour of the land then you certainly want to make sure that we are able to you know um tell the the next buyers about what that's going to look like um so we could do a whole show on title five i know that that's in our list of things to do as well i think we have a caller well, we kind of oh, have a okay. caller, but they're actually um, live in Studio B. It's uh, it's your, one of your favorite guys, Mike McNamara, has a question for you, Sharon and Melissa. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, Mike. Oh, good morning. Hello. How are you folks Hi, today? McNamara. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Sharon, I want to thank you for being able to sleep an extra hour this morning for the first time in 32 <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? There was a little pressure, Mike. I'm, we have the lead-off show, so uh, we're like the opening act for McNamara well, <laughs> on Monday. So I hope we did you we well, did you some service. Well, today. let's see. I hope you're a tough act to follow. Let's see if we can make this work there. By the way, so super. So you're enjoying the. Well, it's really to tell, but you're, you're liking the earlier start for your show, or? Yeah, we're yeah. loving it. Yeah. So 8 a.m. It's great for us. I have a new uh, development coming up. Uh, with 40 condos so i'm going to be doing open houses every saturday and sunday from 10 to 3 or 11 to 3 so this will give me a good head start on saturday mornings and i'm glad you got that extra hour to sleep in you know what that means mike when we play um mexican train now on friday nights we can stay a little later there you go get that extra hour to sleep in. there you go well listen i just wanted to call and wish you success in our new arrangement and oh by the way for a moment or two i thought i was listening to like an animal kingdom show or something like that but uh... (laughs) sometimes we go that way mike (laughs) all right well listen good luck to both of you in all the future okay thank you okay bye-bye thanks so much mike bye-bye
So to all of our listeners, if you didn't know that voice, that is Mike McNamara from McNamara Financial and, of course, McNamara on Money here on WETD. Um, we are the leadoff show now for his show. And, um, you know, that's a little pressure for us. And um, But we hope that we did him some uh, good justice and we got you guys revved up and ready to listen to Mike today on his show from 9 to 10. He's only on one hour, so make sure you don't miss that today uh, and call in with some questions. Yeah. Um, I do want to highlight some of our open houses. So if you don't mind. Um, so uh-huh. Jess Page, who is a full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate, she has a two-family at 157 Broadway in Taunton. Uh, she will be at an open house today from 11 to 1. That is on the market for 525. Um, so be sure if you're looking for an investment property or looking for um, a two-family that maybe you could live in and rent out the other one, this is a great one. Again, 157. Broadway in Taunton from 11 to 1 today on um, on for 525. Uh, Sharon, you guys have a new listing at 595 Washington Street, Unit 8 in Pembroke. That's Jefferson Square here in Pembroke. Um, Mary will be at the open house today from 10 to 12 and tomorrow from 1 to 3. That is on the market for 639 9. Um, Those are awesome. Yeah. They're like Boston Brownstones on the South Shore, two en suites. So if everybody has privacy, definitely get over there. Check that out. Everybody loves Jefferson Square. Mm-hmm. Everyone does love Jefferson Square. Um, everybody loves it. So you guys also have a listing located at 266 Center Street in Pembroke. Mary will be there today from 1 to 3 and tomorrow from 10 to 12. That is on the market for 550. Um, mm-hmm. And another new listing that you guys have, 60 Goddard Street in Quincy. Um, that is on the market for 739.8. And um, I believe... Um, someone's going to be there tomorrow Sam. from 10 to 12. So Sam, um, Sam Horton, Sam. Who, uh-huh. who is Mary's husband, is um, covering an open house for you guys tomorrow from 10 to 12. So um, if you're looking uh-huh. to live in Quincy, 60 Goddard Street, Quincy, so cute. I love that house. Um, yeah. And then, of course, there's Cochisit Estates in West Bridgewater from 11 to 3 every Saturday and Sunday. Um, and those are ranging from 649 to 899, correct? Uh, yes, and those are single families and duplexes, uh, so single family attached because it feels more like that. So there's a mixture of both in there at the 92-lot subdivision. And we also have coming on right after Labor Day, I have a 40-lot subdivision coming on in Hanson. That is called uh, Cushing Trails. Uh, those are going to be, we have three different styles. We have the Whitman, the Hanson, and the Pembroke. Those are starting at 570. We have two bedrooms, three bedrooms, two car garage, one car garage. We have a mixture of everything right off of Spring Street in Hanson. So if you're in the area, take a peek. But Mark and I will be doing open houses there <laughs> right after Labor Day. So uh, make sure you come and visit us. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening yeah. to our new time slot. Again, you were listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you want to listen to any of our past shows, go to talkrealestateroundtable.com or type in Talk Real Estate Roundtable into your podcast app where you wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, all right. Well, that that's about it. That's all I got. And you know what? What's better than starting at 8 a.m. and having the rest of the day off? So there we go. <laughs> oh, and by the way, my mom says that Mike McNamara has the best radio voice. <laughs> Oh, he certainly does. He certainly does. Uh, all right. Have a great day, everybody. We'll okay. be back on Tuesday. All right. Bye-bye. Won't you be my neighbor? W-A-T-T-F-M Marshfield. W-B-M-S Brockton.